0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, May 15th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Sony and developer Sucker Punch shared a ton of new information about Ghost of Tsushima. Grand Theft Auto V is free on the Epic Games Store. Ubisoft is giving away both Assassin's Creed Discovery Tours right now. And Reggie fils joins the board of a toy company. Sony and Sucker Punch dive deep into Ghost of Tsushima. Yesterday we got to see a ton of Ghost of Tsushima gameplay that revealed a lot of new mechanics, but the biggest reveal was that the game is not pronounced Tsushima. It's pronounced Tsushima. I've been saying it all wrong for a really long time. One of my favorite things they showed is how you will navigate the environment you still have a larger map that you can pull up to set markers, but it doesn't look like there is a mini-map. Instead, when you set a marker in the east, for example, the wind will blow to the east. You can see the wind represented by white lines flowing through the air, but you can also see the wind moving through the grass, kicking up flower petals. It, just, it looks really stunning. And in terms of things not marked on your map, you can seek out stuff as you would in the typical open-world game by just walking towards things that look interesting in the distance, like smokestacks or weird structures. But animals will also appear and direct you towards interesting things. In the gameplay, a bird started flying beside the protagonist, Jin as he was riding on his horse, pointing him in one direction, and later a fox basically said, like, Hey, follow me over here, you know, without actually speaking any English words. And Jin ended up finding a shrine by following the fox. Sucker Punch also confirmed that you can pet the fox, which is very important. There were also. Little, I don't know, maybe even dumb touches that just make me so excited. Like how Jin collected pieces of bamboo without having to stop and pick them up or even get off his horse. And there was even one little bit right before engaging in combat where Jin leapt off his horse in one fluid motion without interrupting his movement at all. It feels very sucker punch in a way that I love in that they seem to be very focused on uninterrupted movement. It's what I love about their past games, the Sly Cooper games and the Infamous games. You're always on the move, which I I really like. Combat was the next highlight, and they showed off how Jin can basically single out combatants and engage with them in one-on-one fights. It's very fast, and it looks like if you're skilled, you can dispatch enemies very quickly, which I like a lot. I love good combat, but I don't like spending a lot of time on a single enemy. Jin blocked arrows with his sword, fired off an arrow to take out someone a little further in the distance, and the game's director, Nate Fox, described Jin's combat as, "...no wasted energy. Every strike must count." A stealth scenario was also shown, and it had some real Tenchu vibes, which is an old PS1 series about being a stealthy ninja. There were also some stealth cliches like distracting an enemy with a rock to get behind them and pull off a stealth kill, but Jin also used firecrackers to distract a big group and used a smoke bomb when he was discovered to basically create a quick mask that he then used to burst through and quickly take out the enemy who just saw him. It was also during that sequence that Jin used a rope dart kunai to swing from one area to another. The 18-minute presentation finished out showing off the photo mode, and some of the customization options. Jin has all kinds of clothing options that give him various upgrades, and you can also collect different colored flowers to dye them different colors and customize them. The photo mode is very detailed and features the typical options, but you can also tweak the wind and add debris like flower petals to the air, and you can even make short videos, which is just one of those things where I had a moment where I was like, why don't all photo modes let you make Short videos. That seems like such an obvious thing. The game can be played fully in Japanese to make it feel more like the true Japanese samurai cinema that has obviously inspired the game. But you can also play in black and white and add like film grain, which is pretty cool. I walked away from the presentation very excited. I was already excited for Ghost of Tsushima based on Sucker Punch's previous games. But seeing all this gameplay and learning how navigation works and how you don't have to get off your horse to collect bamboo, it all just made me even more excited. I can't wait for The Last of Us Part Two, but Ghost of Tsushima is right now my personally most anticipated game of the year. I cannot wait until July 17th. Grand Theft Auto V is free on the Epic Games Store right now. The Epic Games Store has really been going after Steam since it launched by giving away free games all the time, but right now it is giving away maybe its biggest game ever with Grand Theft Auto V. I have a link in the show notes to get the game from the Epic Games Store, but the rush to grab the game has really put a strain on the store's servers, and they have intermittently been going down since yesterday. The good news is you have until May 21st to grab it, though, so there is not a huge rush. Epic is issuing various updates to its servers to try and mitigate traffic, and then this morning a new error message is popping up that says your account is unable to download any more free games at this time, and Epic said if you receive this error, please wait 24 hours. You should then be able to proceed with downloading the game. So go and try to grab a copy of Grand Theft Auto 5 from the Epic Game Store, but if it's not working, go look at at the at Epic Games Twitter account to see what they're saying. And you know, also, play the game if you haven't. It's very good. <music> Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey's Discovery Tours are free right now. Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey are both pretty great games about murdering a lot of people, but they're also pretty thorough simulations of the eras in which they take place. Ancient Egypt, and Ancient Greece, respectively. The Discovery Tour is a mode that was added to both games after release that serves as an educational tool for the worlds that Ubisoft has built. It's basically like a virtual museum tour where you can walk around and learn stuff about the era, and Ubisoft is giving both Discovery Tours away for free on PC right now. You just need to create a Ubisoft store account, and you can grab them and start exploring a different era. There is a link in the show notes to go and download them. I think the Discovery Tour is just a great idea that takes advantage of all the research Ubisoft is doing for these games anyway. Why not use them as educational tools? CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Former Nintendo America president Reggie fils joins another board. Reggie fils Nintendo America's charismatic president, retired from readying his body last year, but it seems like he is having trouble relaxing. Along with joining GameStop's board of directors and starting a podcast, he announced recently that he is now on Spin Master's board. fils tweeted, What do I have in common with Bakugan, Hatchimals, Paw Patrol, Gund. I'm not familiar with this one. Capital G U N D. Airhogs, Sago, Mini, and Kinetic Sand. Answer. I am joining the board of Spinmaster Corp, an innovative force in the global toy industry. A new way to make life more fun. Fizmay is a fun personality to keep track of, and he will always be tied to Nintendo. It's his legacy. It's interesting to see him join Spinmaster's board as. Unlike Sony and Microsoft, I think Nintendo still considers itself a toy company first and foremost, as opposed to a video game company. It's a good fit, and I'm curious to see if he affects any change there. Maybe with his contacts to his old employer, we will see more licensed Nintendo toys from Spin Master. Maybe like a Kirby Hatchimal that opens up revealing all the things he's eaten. Maybe a Star Fox Air Hog. Some kind of Pikmin Kinetic Sand thing or something, maybe Nintendo can reskin Star Fox Zero and make the best Paw Patrol game ever made, you can have those ideas for free, Spin Master. You're welcome. Here's what released today, alongside some other release date announcements and game announcements. The Eternal Castle Remastered is out today for Switch, and it's a game I really like conceptually, even if it didn't really get many Critical accolades when it released on other platforms. If you look at the game's description on the Nintendo eShop, it reads The Eternal Castle Remastered is a remake of the original Eternal Castle from 1987 with modernized game mechanics, sophisticated sound design, and 2 bit CGA graphics. But that's a flat out lie. There is no Eternal Castle from 1987. Instead, the game is meant to feel like a re-release of a 1987 classic that you just never played. It looks and plays a little like Another World or maybe Prince of Persia, in that it has really incredible animation, but a very low pixel count. I missed it when it released on other platforms, but watching the trailer today, I am really tempted to check it out. I mean, listen to the soundtrack. Don't you want to play that? That sounds awesome. Hatsune Miku Project Diva Mega Mix is out today on Switch, which is the first time Hatsuna Miku has been on Switch. If you're unfamiliar, Hatsune Miku is a vocaloid singer, which means her voice is 100% fabricated. She is not a real human, but she is very popular in Japan. She even appeared on David Letterman once. It was very strange. It's a rhythm game with 101 songs, the option to play with motion controls, and it even has a t-shirt designer. Dungeon of the Endless is out today on Switch. It's a throwback sci-fi dungeon exploration game with some roguelike elements, and it's got this crazy story about a prison ship crashing on an alien planet, and the survivors discover an endless facility that they must explore to collect various materials. It came out on other platforms a while ago, but... It's out on Switch today. Emma, Lost in Memories, is out today on pretty much everything, including Vita, and it's a platformer where all the platforms are constantly disappearing below your feet, which is thematically tied to the character struggling to maintain her memory. I missed this one yesterday, but... Elder Scrolls Blades, the free-to-play mobile game that looks kind of like an Elder Scrolls game, has left beta early access. It is now a 1.0 game and is also available on Switch. I played the iOS version for a few days, but ended up not really engaging with it. Playing first-person games on a touchscreen is just always kind of rough, and the free-to-play nature of the game is distracting I am kind of curious to try it on Switch, though, with proper controls. Considering we won't be playing Elder Scrolls VI or even learning anything about Elder Scrolls VI for many years, this might be all we get in terms of new Elder Scrolls games, at least for a little while. And speaking of Bethesda video games, Doom Eternal Update 1 is out today. It adds a bunch of little fixes, but also adds empowered demons, which are stronger demons that killed your friends that you have to then kill. There are also a number of events that kick off today to collect various currencies, and battle mode has been improved. Nothing too crazy, but a lot of little touches that might make it worth revisiting the game. Or you know, finishing it for the first time, which I should probably do at some point. More Super Nintendo and NES games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online subscribers on May 20th. Wild Guns, which is sort of like a light gun shooter, Panel de a well-liked puzzle game, and Operation Logic Bomb, an overhead third-person shooter, are all Super Nintendo games on the way, and the NES game Rygar, a game that predates God of War but is also about a soldier in ancient Greece who flings a weapon attached to a giant chain. They're all coming on May 20th. We just got a Harvest Moon announcement with One World from Natsume a few days ago, and today XSEED announced Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town is coming on July 14th to Switch. If you will recall, the Story of Seasons series is basically what became of the Harvest Moon franchise when developer Marvelous lost the rights to make games called Harvest Moon. So, Story of Seasons may lack the Harvest Moon name and art style, but it is Harvest Moon. In fact, my understanding of this game is that it is a Switch remake of the Game Boy Advance game Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town, which released on Nintendo's handheld platform back in 2003. So it's a very confusing and weird thing. Please send me a correction if I am misunderstanding what this game is exactly. That's it for gaming news today. I am still playing and enjoying Final Fantasy 13. I made it to disc 2, which, as far as I can tell, the only way it acknowledges it is is my save file just says disc two next to it now. I am playing the Xbox 360 version, downloaded to an Xbox One X, so it's all one big game file as opposed to multiple discs. I was hoping for some larger acknowledgement that I had moved over to a new disc. There was always something special about hitting a point in a game in the past where you had to get up and swap discs made it really feel like you were making some incredible progress. I have a very vivid memory of moving to disc two in Metal Gear Solid, where I really felt like, well, there is no going back now. We've got to finish this mission. Everything that's happened is behind us now, literally on a separate disc that is now placed back inside of the case. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send me an email, kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. I know I say it every day, but it's helpful. It helps the podcast. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now. Speaking of changing discs and moving on, I've hit like a big changing point in that game. I'm playing as a different character. I'm like talking around it because I don't want to spoil Resident Evil Code Veronica X in case you were planning on playing it. But um, I'm enjoying that game. It's it feels like it keeps ending and then keeps going, which is kind of cool and surprising in an interesting way. You can also find me on the Max show for more long form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games on Monday.